Welcome to the Chamber Neighbors Podcast, a show highlighting Chapin's community and commerce. Now here's your hosts, Greater Chapin Chamber of Commerce President and CEO, Paul Sadler, and Chapin Neighbors Magazine's Daniel Rendelman. This is Daniel with the Chapin Neighbors Magazine. And Paul Sadler with the Greater Chapin Chamber of Commerce. Hello listeners, and Paul, who is our special guest today? Daniel, we've got a treat. A treat? A, a treat for us today. We have... Holly Hayes with ISI Consulting. All right, Holly, welcome to the Chamber Neighbors Podcast. Why don't you start, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, then we want to hear all about ISI and what that stands for, what that is. Great. Um, I'm Holly Hayes, and um, I'm a mother and wife and business owner in Chapin, and so happy to be here. So I am married to Matthew Hayes, and we have three children, a three-year-old, a 10-year-old, and 12-year-old. So So what she's saying is she's very tired. Very tired. (laughs) (laughs) So so the three kids, married, how long have you been in in the Chapin area? Um, It's interesting. We moved to Chapin right after we got married because we wanted a little space from our parents. So um, both our parents live in the upstate, yeah. so Chapin is the perfect distance where people can't just visit all yes. of a sudden. So um, we moved here right after we got married, lived here three years, and then moved to San Antonio for six years, Wow! and mm. then came back to Chapin, and we've been mm. back for about eight years. Wow. So it's been great. That's cool. What do you love the most about living here in Chapin? Um, I love the small town feel and just being able to not get on the interstate lots of days. Yeah. So I used yeah. to work at the University of South Carolina and that commute to Columbia mm. is just um, gruesome. Oh. And right now it's really hard. So yeah. just coming to Chapin, I love the, the town. It seems small enough that you're able to recognize people mm-hmm. and see people. When we lived in San Antonio, I mean, South Texas is almost like its own country. Mm. So a lot of times we never ran into the same people at the grocery store or the drugstore mm-hmm. and almost every day I run into somebody I know so I love yeah. that in Chapin you recognize people You're right. and talk to people and have lots of conversations yeah that's that's what I love about about Chapin and, and the surrounding communities that it is it's 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 a little city little town yeah. but you know big enough to to where you know there's there's enough for everybody to yeah. do, right? Yeah, and you can still uh, get to the airport quickly yes, and visit the parents in the upstate. So Absolutely. it's a perfect. It's a perfect yeah. fit. It is perfect. So, uh, Holly, tell us a little about your business. Tell us about what, ISI. What is ISI? Something. What does that mean? What's that stand for? ISI. I thought the name of her business was Issy. Issy Consulting. Issy Consulting. No, I don't, I don't think that's what no, it is. Yeah, no. it actually comes from um, very long ago with King Solomon in the Bible, but it's based off um, Proverbs 27, 17, okay. Iron Sharpens Iron. So um, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So I like to think huh. about it. Our business, our consulting business, you already have your business. You already have your mission and purpose and what you're doing. And we come in as an outsider and help sharpen edges and then get out the way. How so, cool yeah. so is that? Issy is a Hebrew word is what she's saying. I think that's <laughs> not <laughs> what she's saying. I don't, I don't think so. Well, a lot but. of people thought I was in the welding business. So oh. I had to change ah. it to ISI. Because you were iron sharpens, sharpens iron. iron. But now actually more people know what it means by the acronym than just okay. putting it as iron sharpens. And opens up the conversation right. that you're there. So you, you seems that you have this biblical worldview, but you're also able to come into the businesses 
share that, but also what are you doing with the businesses? What, what do you kind of specialize in? Yeah, we're in the meeting transformation business, Daniel. So what that meeting means is, yeah, we're trying to transform okay. the meeting space because I know all of us probably even in this podcast right now mm. have been to some mm. really bad meetings. Mm. And it just yes. seems like in the virtual space, in-person space, they're just really bad. And you think about how much money is invested People are working, they've got all these employees in a room or in a Zoom room, and all this wasted time is happening. Because when you talk to people afterwards, they're like, wasted meeting. And then oftentimes, Could have been an email. got done. Correct. Could yeah. have been an email. So we're about eliminating lot. meetings that could have been emails, but really mm-hmm. thinking about how can we get ideas to stick and for people to really own decisions and act on them. Because if we're not going to act on the decisions, why are we even meeting in the first I thought you place? had meetings to have more meetings. We used to have meetings to plan the meetings to plan for more meetings. Yeah, planning is important. Plan, plan, a lot yes, of people don't is. have time for that. So strategic people... planning is important. Yeah. And just as a side note, Daniel, I know you know this. Well, we actually, full disclosure, hired Holly two years ago to uh, help the chamber uh, with our strategic plan and our vision for the next three to five years. And uh, man, with your help, Holly, the chamber has just skyrocketed since then and and the meetings aren't just boring meetings anymore are they no no and and it was really a transformative time Mm -hmm. to to be together to share to have you as a facilitator uh of that that's great yeah i find post-covid a lot of groups are wrestling with where to go next Mm -hmm. especially with a lot of uncertainty so if groups are kind of wrestling with that isi consulting can kind of look at the landscape see what's going on but i really encourage groups to really think through where do you want to be three years where do you want to be five years because that can be your rocket fuel for your group to figure Mm -hmm. out what goals and actions need to happen yeah so i just love when that happens yeah that's that's always nice when it all comes together Mm -hmm. um so tell us why are you in the business that you are in and, and how'd you get your start doing consulting? Yeah, it actually happened in San Antonio. I finished grad school and I was working at the University of Texas and I was just um, astonished at how bad meetings were, Paul. Seriously, mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody just cared about attendance and mm-hmm. not about ownership mm-hmm. and results. And so um, I went to a facilitation training and then got linked to two consultants who really kind of shepherded me for six years and then um, showed me a lot of methods and processes that really help groups engage. Because I don't, Daniel, do you, have you ever washed a rented car before? Like if you ever rented a car, do you wash that car? Uh, No. Right. True story though, I actually have. Come on. I did, I rented one probably five years ago. And I took it home and I washed it. Isn't that, that is wild? That's so strange. Yeah. Well, most yeah. people. That probably don't. wasn't what you were yeah. expecting. Yeah. But I actually people, have. Yeah. But most people don't. And so what I was finding, people were getting upset after having all these meetings and plans, and no one ever did it. Mm-hmm. And I just said there was no ownership. Mm, like, the ownership. The one person yep. talked or whatever, but if you own the car, you want to wash the car, right. you want to mm-hmm. take care of it, you want to throw out all the Diet Mountain Dew bottles and vacuum the <laughs> I mean, things happen. So um, I really just stumbled upon it in Texas oh. and then learned all the methods and processes and um, traveled all over, even traveled to Canada to see how they transformed the meeting space wow. and then have taken it locally. Yeah. So whether it's a group of five people for a nonprofit, whether it's a group of 100 
110 people for association, mm. the frameworks and methods work. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What size companies are you working with? Yeah, it really um, varies. And our team loves variety. Mm -hmm. So we love working with small groups and large groups. Um, ideally, though, we have a too large pizza rule. And I say <laughs> that... So um, two people? To, no, well, no. I could eat a large pizza, pizza by myself. Yeah. I know Daniel did, In the too. rental car. Right. In the, but, but I, I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> so I typically find that seven to eight people who are able to eat two large pizzas together is typically the right size no way. for lots of things. So what happens is people are like, oh, Holly, we need all these groups. And I kind of shriek it now. Like, mm -hmm. what do you need to accomplish? What do you need to decide? what information you need and from that let's really call it and is it so, is it just businesses or for what for that you're able to consult with oh no we work with businesses organizations churches um universities really any wow. group that involves people and a purpose N now you're saying that i remember there's some pretty large companies and universities you've worked with yeah yeah so i've worked i've been fortunate to work with university of south carolina university of maryland um getting to do more work in texas all over but I enjoy working um, with community groups and um, lots of variety. Yeah. So kind of the history going back to ISI with, with the name and then your, your training and, and learning and then starting uh, in, in Chapin kind of as a launching pad because you, you do speak all over. Right, yeah. So um, this month is actually six years for the business. Oh, wow. Six years ago, July 17th, we um, launched. And it just, um, I found out that at the university, I was a little limited. They told me who I had to work with. And mm. I really like variety, Daniel. So mm. I wanted to work with lots of different groups all over. And the consulting business allows us to do that. So we're That's able awesome. to work with, but our goal is to really just work a lot with South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. That's kind of our, our But you've sketch. traveled before, haven't you? I mean, yeah. we've, we've, we've yeah. spoken, you've traveled quite far yeah. to, we've to even, go into these we facilitations. We facilitated um, meetings um, in um, Lake County, California mm -hmm. this year for a tribal tribal group. And, um, oh, wow. All I didn't know it was for a tribal group. group. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So huh. it's really neat. When we work with the group, we really understand what what are your norms, how things work, and then we customize everything. So if we're doing a training, a strategic plan, mm -hmm. um, for the tribal group, they wanted a three-year community plan on mm. how they could make um, their population a lot healthier because their mm. children were really struggling. So we really wow. customize. So we love that. So we're not the experts in anything except processes and frameworks to help your group get from ideas to action. I'm still stuck on the two pizzas for eight people. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be six to eight. Yeah. Yeah, maybe six appetite. to eight. I've got yeah. a healthy appetite. But what I, what I like pizza. hearing is, is, it's, is it's not just a, a huge amount of people. You know, you're, you're kind of getting in with some of the decision makers and some of the people that can uh, influence change. Right, yeah, because if you think about it, and I, I hate to bust this bubble, but I will on this podcast. Let's do it. Today. Let's do it. Be, um, breaking news. Breaking news, gentlemen. yes. Traditional brainstorming does not work. So if you think about traditional brainstorming, mm -hmm. when you got a group of 10 to 15 people at a staff meeting and a blank mm -hmm. easel sheet, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Who do you hear from? You hear from Daniel and Paul, the extroverts, right? right. And so what Who, happens is, yeah. yeah yeah, and then there's some introverts who just never get to speak. So right. what we need are frameworks and processes that honor the crock pot processors and the microwave thinkers. And so if you think about it, that traditional brainstorming, whatever happens, if you really are honest, 
It's on the easel sheet. Someone's like, oh, great meeting. They may take a picture of it, but then <laughs> nothing comes from right. it. Right. And it's because, Daniel, it, there was no ownership. Mm-hmm. There was ownership for some microwave thinkers, but not everyone else. Yeah. So our processes take people from ideas. Then we prioritize areas. We prioritize and think about what do you want to spend your rocket fuel on first? Mm. And then we work on it. But yeah, so um, if you want to truce and allow, which is like the most common icebreaker or mm-hmm. traditional brainstorming, ISI consulting is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we try to shake it up. You know, I've done, I've been a part of strategic planning for quite a while in, in this job here at the chamber and, and in my previous job as well. And, you know, strategic planning back in the day was just exactly what you said. It's ideas on an, on an easel. We take a picture, great, high five at the end, go team. And then we didn't see a lot of fruit from it. Um, and I think that's one of the, the biggest myths from people is that, you know, we do, we do these strategic plans and then we just don't do anything with them. Right. So we have, we do nothing, but what you have done for us with, with the strategic plan that we have here at the chamber. Now we've got action items. Right. Um, and so I think that's one of the bigger myths, right? Of, yeah, yeah. Of, of and there's a sobering statistic, Daniel and Paul, that over 62% of strategic plans are never implemented. How, how much? 63%. Jeez. Wow. And when you then think why even about do them? That, that's great. So that's why when I talk about strategic planning, I get a lot of eye rolls in the business. Mm-hmm. And it's because folks were doing a strategic plan and putting all their energy in that. And so at the end, they had no energy for implementation. Ah. So our ISI Consulting's philosophy is let us do all the legwork. We'll help you with the environmental scan, the landscaping, help you make those solid decisions. We'll do a retreat in two days where you'll have your goals, objectives, key performance indicators. Mm. But we want your energy expended on the implementation plan. Mm-hmm. So at the mm-hmm. end of every strategic plan for ISI Consulting, folks end up with a 90-day or one-year implementation mm-hmm. plan where people know what they need to do. We've got right. the strength to change. I mean, there's right. so many like bold goals and um, plans people have and they really just need to say okay what's my first step mm-hmm. so we kind of take wow. that and that's but the yes. hardest that's the hardest yeah. step right. too right yeah. it's taking that first initial yeah. step but once you get um, that going man you momentum. get that ball rolling oh, yeah. and, you won't yeah. know on your okay. so we got to get that momentum. but you do more than just strategic planning right there are other types of meetings that you yeah. help with so we also specialize in needs assessments we have um, a data statistician on our team and lots of we believe in data so we do community needs assessments action plans customized training so if you're any anything your group is struggling with if we're able to we can customize the training to help you so if there's low morale on your team if you're having communication issues um, whatever your group struggling with as an organization, hopefully we can come in and help sharpen and ask questions and give you recommendations, and then we get out of dodge so you yeah. can do your work. Yeah, that's, so then they implement it. Yeah, they yeah. implement. They, they run with it. That's yeah. amazing. And, and we're happy to help along the way. And what I like yeah. too is it's an, uh, another set of eyes coming into a business or organization yes. to look at things, to give some ideas, give some inspiration, and then help make that plan. So. Holly, what are you doing when you're when you're not working? Yeah, um, so I often play with raptors and ty- tyron- um, raptosauruses. <laughs> and I don't even know the name of Daniel, oh, but gosh. my three-year-old could. So I'm often on the floor playing dinosaurs, um, watching my, um, we fish a lot or mm. boat on Lake Murray, mm-hmm. and then taking our daughter um, to soccer. Nice. So yeah, that's busy, a full-time job just yes, doing the soccer. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um, all right, so Holly, let us let our listeners know one thing 
that you wish people knew about your business? I think that would be that um, it's good to ask for counsel and ask mm, a, and ask for help, right? So you may think, oh, um, ISI Consulting can't help me. You have, know nothing about carpentry, or you know nothing about um, county politics. Mm-hmm. And so I would say give ISI Consulting a chance mm-hmm. because you know your content, you have your expertise, but we have processes and methods that really help with engagement and ownership. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think when you put both of those together, you get the perfect formula for ownership and action. Is there like an example of that maybe that, uh, that you'd like to share? Yeah. So um, an example could be dentistry. I mean, I... Um, I hate going to the dentist. I know we have Chapin Dental Associates listening and probably O'Leary <laughs> Orthodontics, but um, I know nothing about dentistry, probably have more cavities than you can count. <laughs> but we've been able to work with a group of dental hygienists and dentists working together because right now workforce shortage is a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's a right. big it's it a is. big thing. So mm-hmm. we've been able to um, think through, okay, what could we do to get more dental hygienists and the dentists and the partnerships? Mm-hmm. So they know all this um, jargon that mm-hmm. Paul and Daniel I know nothing about mm-hmm. but I ask the questions I guide the process I kind of give space for that and then guide them and they've been able to make great success so far so they're working on um, statewide policy changes and some other things that are going to hopefully eliminate some barriers so we get more dental hygienists working and we're going to get in that chair and get our teeth cleaned that is fascinating that is so you know yeah. and, and but you also don't just have a meeting and then leave there's follow up, follow yeah. through as well that, that your company yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. So the great thing is it's really only three steps. If you want help, um, call and say, hey, I'd like it. We do a design meeting free of charge, and I just find out where you currently and where you want to be. Then we'll put together a proposal, and then um, I'm your partner along the way. Mm-hmm. So you're not having to lift it. And I think the um, a common misconception could be that if I'm the, the CEO or the president of this business, I have to lead the meeting. But I say if you need to participate, you need someone else to facilitate Mm -hmm. because if you're facilitating the meeting you need to be asking the questions sometimes able to ask things no one else in the room is um, wanting to ask because it's going to poke poke sacred cows Mm -hmm. so it's great that if someone needs to fully participate bring someone in you can give your input other people give their input and at the end you still have shared decision making you know you said two things and i want to i want to touch on on the one that you partner alongside them it's Mm -hmm. not just we hire you and, and you run it and you do it you really do partner alongside the business and i can say that firsthand because of what you've done for us and so that's that's incredible knowing that you partner with people uh, and that you walk alongside them through this whole process. Right, which, wherever which people is great. are on the journey. Yeah, and right. the, the greatest compliment is folks on call two years later and they're like, oh, Holly, we've done all these great strides, but we have a whole new group of folks and mm-hmm. they want to be engaged. So mm-hmm. the greatest um, accomplishment is kind of like getting that second and third. Right, request. and the last thing was that what you said, Daniel, about having outside eyes looking on the Mm -hmm. business, how important that is. You know, internally, we think we're doing a great job. Um, And then we bring somebody else in and it reveals a lot of flaws. Mm -hmm. And so, or or it may not, maybe you are. But you can can always do it better and and finding a a good flow, but then getting back to what's important. 
you know, keeping the main thing the main thing. Right. And I'll just, um, I had a group, um, a vice president was really frustrated. And what I was able to observe in two meetings, I was able to affirm some things about some toxic relationships mm. in the organization. And then they were able to immediately, um, you know, make some key decisions. That's so great. I think sometimes you just need an outsider to affirm mm-hmm. some nice. things you're mm-hmm. doing, but also question some things. Right. So yeah, that wise counsel is so important, and um, having a business and organization is already hard, and we right. all want to be around ten, twenty years. So oh, yeah. I think giving that um, outside wise counsel is, is great, a great investment. Yeah. What else uh, would you like to share with our listeners? Anything that uh, maybe we haven't hit on? Yeah, just say um, if you have some bad meetings right now, I would love for you to ask that question: Why are we meeting? You know, really think through, like, is this is a meeting just to share information? It can be done in an email. But I would love folks to really think through how can we have more engaging meetings Mm. where there's shared ownership and action. So um, just would love to transform the meeting space everywhere, Chapman and beyond. So, Holly, how can our listeners learn more about ISI Consulting? Yeah, you can um, follow us on our website at sharpertogether.com. And you're able to subscribe. We do a bi-weekly newsletter. Mm-hmm. So we give out um, lots of nuggets that you can just take to your team and um, sharpen those edges. And you can also follow me at Holly Hayes at LinkedIn. All right. And she often writes for the Chape and Neighbors magazine. Ooh, and we're yes. able to feature some of those uh, articles. Uh, and great, great insights. I've been a part of her newsletter, been, been reading, they are good. learning they are good. a lot of good things. Good. Uh, and so you said sharpertogether.com. All right. Well, Holly, thank you so much for being on the Chamber Neighbors podcast today. We appreciate it. Until next time. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. And again, check out Holly Hayes, ISI Consulting, sharpertogether.com. This has been the Chapin Neighbors Podcast, where we highlight all that makes our community special. We hope you enjoyed our time together. Please like, subscribe, and share the Chapin Chamber Neighbors Podcast.